I'm very happy to have this man on. I'm a big fan of his. I'm a big fan of his organization and a big fan of unions. But, man, what he's doing right now and what this organization is doing right now, I I just think is awesome. I commend them, and uh, we all need to back this. Our guest is president of the AFL-CIO, President Richard Trumka. Uh, The the AFL-CIO is a 12.5 million member American Federation of Labor and Congress of Industrial Organization, the AFL-CIO. They're the largest organization of labor unions in this nation, and they have been very outspoken and advocates for social and economic justice, and specifically President Trumka. He is the nation's clearest voice on the critical need to raise workers' wages in a slow and painful economic recovery. He heads the labor movement's efforts to create an economy based on broadly shared prosperity and to hold government and employers accountable to those working families, and he's done a great job and continues to. More than a pleasure to have on the show, President Richard Trumka. President Trumka, good afternoon. Welcome, and I am honored and flattered to have you with us, sir. Leslie, thanks for having me on. Uh, You have a great show. I hope you keep up the great work. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, You, uh, without a question, the AFL-CIO is a powerhouse, and you guys are launching an anti-Trump ad campaign. Uh, You know, you have said, quote, Trump is an anti-American bigot, and I agree with you, sir, 100%. So first, why, why this ad toward Trump? What do you hope to do And why have you guys pointed your finger at this presidential candidate? Well, you know, Donald Trump has really tapped into the anger uh, and the anxiety of American working people uh, who've had their wages flat for for nearly four decades again. But when you look at his record, it really doesn't stack up. Uh, Trump has tapped into the very real and understandable anger of working people. But his agenda is more bigoted than bold and more condescending than comprehensive. And so it's time for a truth-telling moment in America, and that's what we're doing. We're just telling the truth about him and what his policies really stand for. You are an advocate for the majority of this country, the working man and woman, the blue-collar guy and gal, the middle class, and really, you know, nobody can argue the people that not only built this country but keep this country strong, the majority of this country. Are you surprised, President Trumpka, how he has resonated with blue-collar voters in states like Michigan, as an example, and some others where there are a lot of middle-class workers and union workers in those states? Well, I, I think, you know, he's, he's right on a couple of issues. You know, he's right on trade, and trade resonated really well in Michigan and, and all through the Northeast and the Midwest uh, because the bad trade deals have cost us so many jobs and been resulting in, in outsourcing. But when you look underneath the one issue that he's right on, I always like to say that even a blind squirrel finds an acorn once in a while. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he doesn't just support the right to work. He says he's 100% in favor of it. He loves it. He's been an ATM and a TED cheerleader for politicians like Scott Walker who have done nothing but try to lower our wages. And then Americans haven't gotten a, a real raise in 40 years, and yet... Donald Trump says wages are too high. He thinks a guy like Carl Icahn would make a great Treasury Secretary. Carl Icahn, the Raider, who has destroyed more jobs in this country than probably anybody else single-handed. And then he always likes to rail about China and about trade, but he produces nearly all of his product overseas. He produces 234 of his items, Trump clothing items, in China itself. 
So while he talks about China eating our lunch, he's helping them eat our lunch. And so the hypocrisy has to be exposed. And when you do that, working people understand that he's just a lot of hot air and a house of cards that collapses when you look at his policy. Because, Leslie, what he's really doing, if you look at his policies, he's doubling down on all those policies that have gotten us here over the last 30 or 40 years. And American workers need to know that. President Trump, I'm glad that you said that because one of the things that – now, look, I'm a Democrat, so sometimes I can't wrap my head around things with Republicans. But just looking at our nation and in the best interest of the American people, uh, you know, Donald Trump is a part of and a part of the problem. Uh, people, you know, who – you know, especially the working class, you know, look at this guy as some sort of savior. But like you say, rightly so, he's part of the problem because the – the types of legislation that have been put forth over the years that benefit the rich benefited Donald Trump. And for everybody to look at this guy and think he's going to help the working man and woman with everything you just cited, he clearly is not. Are you surprised that more voters aren't saying, hey, wait a minute, dot, 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 with regard to Donald Trump? You know, no, I'm not surprised because uh, it's the agenda on the front end that first attracts them. But we've gone door to door. We have a group called Working America that goes out and talks to citizens and workers at the door at their own home on their front porch. Uh, and what we find out is when we give them the facts, they move quickly away from Donald Trump. They they understand that he's a racist and a bigot and a sexist and he's xenophobic, uh, and they they move away from him because even what they thought the economic issue that they thought. Uh, that he might be good on, he really isn't good on. Now, the AFL-CIO, of which you are the head of, you are president, and you are, let's say, captain of this ship, and it's a big ship, it's a great ship. These are digital attack ads that will specifically target Donald Trump. They're going to be rolled out next week. It's a multi-pronged effect, obviously, to help uh, derail him. But you also, I would imagine, want your union workers to know the facts and you're hoping that these ads will result in dampening enthusiasm for Donald Trump with the union workers, correct? Oh, ab- absolutely. We think that when they get the facts, he is a house of cards uh, and he collapsed. What we want people to know is we want to give them all the facts on all the candidates. And then we want to make them have a reasoned choice about which one of the candidates will be best for you, your family, and your future, and our country's future, quite frankly. And when you use that yardstick against Donald Trump, he just quickly collapses. And most people then start to move away from him when they know that his tax policies would give billions and billions of billions of dollars to, to the rich and nothing to workers. When he thinks that our wages are too high and they should be lowered, people move away from him. When he, when he honestly t- says, here's the business strategy in America. We move jobs from high-wage areas to low-wage areas, and then the unemployed people in the high-wage areas, when they're willing to accept anything, then the jobs come back at a lower wages. You know, it's one thing when business says that, but it's truly another thing uh, when a candidate for the president of the United States says that. 
No question. You know, this is a man who I believe is anti-union, and these ads are going to depict that, right? And just so the people understand the magnitude, there are 56 unions uh, that the AFL-CIO has under its umbrella. That, like I said earlier, is approximately 12.5 million workers. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, President Trump, the uh, ads are going to appear digitally on Facebook and Twitter, and they will depict the truth about Donald Trump, which is he's anti-union. Correct. He is very anti-union. In fact, uh, he's one of the most anti-union candidates in American history. This advertising, uh, do you expect it to expand over the coming months? Is this just a rollout of more to come next week? Yes, it is. It's just the beginning. Uh, We're going to continue to provide the facts, uh, not just on Donald Trump, but all of the candidates, uh, so that workers know and the general public knows uh, who they are potentially voting for that when you look at somebody who pretends to be a friend of working people, but whose life and policies have always been geared against working people, uh, then in fact they start to move away. Donald Trump uh, had a chance to do two things. He says he wants to stop outsourcing. He could do it without being president. He could start insourcing his own job, his own, own products that he produces overseas. And two, uh, the workers at one of his uh, uh, Casinos in Las Vegas have voted to organize, and he's been fighting them as viciously as any anti-worker company out there. Uh, He could just say, okay, I'm going to recognize you. That's your decision. That's your right to have a union, uh, and I'll honor that. But he hasn't done that. Can you speak to us, uh, President Trump, about Donald Trump's uh, promises with regard to free trade deals? And and we know uh, deals like this have led to manufacturing job losses in the United States, and we don't need to have any more loss in the area of manufacturing. You know, that's absolutely right. We've closed down 60,000 factories uh, over the last 10 to 12 years, 60,000. Those were all good middle-class producing jobs. Uh, and they've gone bye-bye. And while some of the economists like to say, well, it wasn't all due to trade, none of them will deny that the yeoman share of those job losses was a result of trade. Not, not trade. Bad trade agreements. That's the difference. Because for years, Leslie, they've tried to convince the American public that the economy's like the weather. There's nothing you can do about it. But the economy isn't like the weather. The economy is nothing but a set of rules. Those rules are made by the men and women that we elect, and those rules decide the winners and the losers. If you elect Donald Trump, those rules will continue to favor those at the very top, the top 1%. If you don't, then we have a chance to change the rules and create an economy that really does work for all Americans, again, rather than just the top 1%. You know, I think some people uh, like Trump because they feel he tells it like it is. And I'm somebody who likes you because you tell it like it is, President Trump. And you said that and you blasted Trump for even, and I quote you, fighting tooth and nail against workers at his own hotel in Las Vegas. Correct. I mean, he, he, he's so full, uh, it's so much hypocrisy, it's unbelievable. He says he's for trade, uh, against bad trade agreements, and yet He's against outsourcing, and yet what does he do? He outsources all of his products that he produces under the Trump name. He says he's for working people, but he wants to lower our wages. He says he's for working people, but he fights giving them a voice at his, his properties so that they can sit down and negotiate a fair contract. He's not only you know a, a bigot and a racist and a sexist and a xenophobic, he's also a hypocrite. 
And you also said, quote, Trump was a major financial backer of Scott Walker and says that he admired the way Walker took on public unions in Wisconsin. This can't be ignored by working Americans, whether they're union or not. That's exactly right. You can't say that you're for workers and then say my hero is someone who created war on workers. Now, remember Scott Walker came into office and his state had a major surplus. Within two years, he had a major deficit because he had given colossal tax breaks to the very rich and to corporate America while soaking the average worker uh, in, in Wisconsin. And Trump says that's his model. That's what he wants to do. So people have to listen at what he says and what his policies will do and not just the bluster uh, that he comes across with. You had mentioned this earlier, um, but I want to quote you, uh, President Trump. You said, finally, most disturbingly, Trump says our wages are already too high. Can you believe that? Trump is advocating the polar opposite of our raising wages agenda, with, which, if he's president and gets his way, could wipe out years of the work that you and the AFL-CIO have done for the working class. You know, again, it's the hypocrisy and where he wants to take the country. He's going to double down on all the policies that got us into this mess and got us flat wages. You know, it's one thing for profit-hungry employers to try to hold down wages. It's an entirely another thing for a presidential candidate to advocate the same for the entire country. He's just woefully out of touch with the views and the values uh, of workers, and, and that in and of itself should be disqualifying for him as a vote. This has definitely brought the AFL-CIO into the political fray months, several months earlier than in past elections, uh, Trump's candidacy, correct? I'm sorry, what did you say? You guys have been brought into the political fray several months earlier than in past elections because of the unique cycle that Trump has created here. Yeah, and, you know, you have to wonder, how did Trump get to be here? You know, whenever people uh, in Congress go and rail about how bad everything uh, the country is, how bad government is, how we don't do anything, how our military is weak, uh, how, uh, how it's good to uh, be able to turn your back on your friends and your neighbors, they've enabled him. They've allowed him to take root and rise. And now they're worried to death uh, that he's going to be their candidate because he has no appeal to the vast majority of Americans. Uh, and they know that if he's their standard bearer, the Republican Party's in real trouble. Uh, Trump said in a radio interview in South Carolina last month, quote, I like right to work. My position on right to work is 100 percent. You have talked about that. For people that don't fully understand uh, the right to work laws, can you briefly explain, President Trumpka, how this has weakened organized labor and, and how the right to work laws are a bad thing for the working man and woman? Because more states have passed such uh, legislation. Sure. Uh, you know, unions allow workers to come together and do things collectively that they can't do alone. You can't stand up to your employer alone. You need the rest of your employees, your fellow workers around you. Here's what Right to Work does. Right to Work says that if a majority of people at a workplace vote to be represented uh, by an organization that they create and have a voice there, that part of the people can get all the benefits of that and not have to belong to it. So they're not part of the organization. It's almost saying, like saying, okay, in the state of Pennsylvania, 
the the governor passes a, a tax uh, on on income tax, and if you belong to to the organization, you have to pay the income tax. But me, I don't get the I don't have to pay for the tax. I get to opt out of it and defy the will of the majority. Look, it weakens the solidarity among workers, and employers are always looking to have a group of workers to pit against another group of workers. That always makes us weaker. So that when you go to try to get a raise, if 75% of the people are in an organization and they're bargaining to get a raise and 25% are saying, we'll stay with what we have, it makes it difficult for the 75% to succeed. That's what right to work does. It splits up workers and weakens your voice and your ability to get a fair share of what you produce. President Trumka, we thank you for being with us. So folks can see those ads. They need to follow the AFL-CIO on Twitter, at AFL-CIO. You can also follow President Trumka at Richard Trumka, R-I-C-H-A-R-D. Great name, my dad and my brother, uh, Trumka, T-R-U-M-K-A. Uh, also, you want to like the fan page for Facebook uh, for the AFL-CIO, facebook.com forward slash AFL-CIO. And go to their website and find out more, not only about but this great union, this great, great man who leads it, but this ad campaign they're launching uh, to let people know what Trump is, who he is, and what he really stands for, because he definitely double speaks. Uh, go to their website, AFLCIO.org. Uh, Richard Trumka, president of the AFLCIO. more than a pleasure to have you with us, sir. I know how busy you are. Thank you for taking the time.